Welcome to the Jefferson County Podcast for the People. I'm your host today, Helen. I'm the Director of Public Information for Jefferson County. And with us, we have a very special group of people I'm super excited about. And Alan, I'm going to let you introduce everybody, including yourself, because you were the one who put this together for us, and I'm I'm super excited. Okay, Helen, thank you. I'm ex- I'm equally excited. I have there in within the military. There's a, a extremely strong camaraderie amongst people who are in the military in general. But then there's also a rivalry that exists between who's in the best service: Army, Air Force, Navy, or Marine. And so I'm super excited to bring just that diversity together here today. And so first of all, I've got Don Carroll, and he is part of Army, okay? And I've got John Sepulveda, who's Marines. Rock. And I've got Akira Bird, she's Navy. And I have Derek William, who's Air Force. And the unique thing about Derek also, not only is he Air Force, he's a reservist. And so... Uh, in a little bit, we'll talk a little bit about some of the benefits and he may be able to share a little, a little bit about the benefits that, that the county offer for somebody who's actually a, a reservist like that. Well, thank you. I'm really honored and I'm humbled to have you all here today. Um, Don, let's start a little bit with you. Tell us about how your military service has transferred into your role of public service and what your role in military service was. Okay. Again, good morning, everyone. My service, uh, my role in the military was I was a forward observer, which is um, it's the technical term for it is 13 Fox, uh, uh, fire support specialist. And so what we did, we uh, supported artillery battalions. And so what I would do with, I would, uh, like on the battlefield, I actually would view targets, uh, view enemy targets, uh, downrange, uh, and they might be 3,000 meters in front of uh, all our forwards. And then I would um, locate those targets, get grid coordinates, call for targets, call for fire, and then we would shoot at those grid coordinates. Once we got close or whatever, then I would adjust. I would adjust right 100, add 50 meters or whatever. And then once we actually hit that target, then we would say, I would say, uh, in essence, fire for effect. And once you say that, then it would be a parade of artillery rounds hitting the enemy targets, and we'd be watching to make sure that we actually um, uh, achieve the mission. So with that said, that was a, I will say I was a little naive getting into that. I was a little naive getting into that uh, MOS or getting into that job, but my recruiter was a, um, he was a fire support specialist. And he actually, I could have got into air traffic controller or Fire support specialist, but by him being that, uh, and me being eighteen, it kind of kind of guided me on into that direction. And he told me that it promoted fast, and it did. What it did, what my military service did, uh, teach me was to leadership. I think transcend from from being there. I think you always know that uh, sometimes you have to take a role as as the head in the leadership, and the military also teaches you that sometimes you can be a leader and not be the head. And that is that is something that service teaches you that 
It teaches you team building. Of course, it taught me that. It helps me in the county attorney's office where, uh, you know, we have six attorneys and you actually see whatever our mission is going to be. Sometimes in any mission, there are gaps where no one is assigned to do certain things. And I think the military teaches you to see those voids and have the leadership and the ability to go ahead and fill those voids to make sure that the mission is accomplished. I was going to say, definitely dealing with rapid fire is a necessity when you're in the county attorney's office. Definitely. (laughs) It's definitely an emergency (laughs) situation a lot of (laughs) times. But we will say the Army is the best service, and uh, I'll let you go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Right, 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 right. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's move on to Derek. Hey, how are you doing? We're doing well, Derek. Thanks for joining us today. Talk about um, your branch of the military and your service. Well, my branch of the military is the U.S. Air Force, the Air National Guard. So my thing's a little bit different because I actually worked for the county before I enlisted. So I worked for the oh. county for about five years. Um, I joined. I started the county in 1999, and about five years later, I decided I wanted to enlist in the Air National Guard. So in 2004, I signed up went off to basic training, uh, became a supply troop. I did that for about six years, and I got a chance to get commissioned as a logistics officer. So in 2010, I was able to get commissioned. I've just had a great time in the military. Um, I've got to go see lots of cool places. For TDYs, the temporary duty assignments, I've been to Turkey two different times. I've been to Guam, Ecuador, and Alaska. And I've done two deployments. I did six months at IUD Air Base in Qatar. And I did six months, uh, you know, in the Air Force, we have really hard deployments. I got deployed down to Tampa, Florida. So I spent six months in CENTCOM at the staff as a a branch chief for logistics down there. Just learned a lot that's been very applicable to the county uh, that transitions. The stuff they teach in the military is work wherever you are, just being on time, earlier on time. You know, in the Air Force, we're really big about attention to detail. And I think that's one of the things that I've taken with me that's kind of helped me progress and do a good job while I'm at the county. And the other thing I've also learned in the military, especially as you get hired from leadership roles that is uh, applicable to the county, deals with prioritizing tasks with limited resources because often you don't have enough time or enough people, enough equipment to do what you need to do. So you have to really prioritize and work on the most important stuff first. And I think that those things have helped me a lot. Fantastic. Wow. What amazing service there. Juan, let's talk about you. You are in um, an interesting role with the county over in juvenile detention. But talk about your military service and what you bring from that to that role. First of all, good morning to everybody and and thank you for your service. Uh, Real quick, this week is special to me besides Veterans Day. We also have the Marine Corps birthday on Thursday, 10th November. And uh, actually today, today, it was a day back, let me see, seven, 39 years ago that I raised my right hand and gave that oath to this great nation and signed that dotted line. A, a blessing. And uh, I served 28 years in the Marine Corps our Reserve uh, and went up the ranks, went up the ranks uh, like many of us did. And one of the biggest things uh, I'm, I'm proud of, especially during the last 10 years, uh, as a senior staff non-commissioned officer, 
a senior advisor to the company commander. Uh, communication, always briefing, you know, communicating those important uh, issues, those details that involve uh, the morale and, and welfare of the Marines. And in this case here, uh, the staff and the residents that we serve. I mean, it's highly important that, you know, that my director, my boss is always aware what's going on because when dealing with young lives, as I did as a senior Marine, it's highly volatile and very, very serious. So again, you know, communication and, and, I, and I hear about the leadership uh, aspect too, very, very, very important. I heard Derek said the density details. Matter of fact, I wrote a note on that, Derek, highly important too. And I agree with you 100%. Being a, a, a proud Marine and, and proud employee for Jefferson County, it just, it adds to to the discipline that the military brings or gives us where, you know, we'd be able to, like Dara said, attention to detail, complete the mission, not cutting corners. And I'll emphasize, emphasize again the communication aspect. Wow, thank you so very much. I know you're having a tremendous impact on the young men and women that come through juvenile detention, which is so important in our community. So, Alan, let's go back to you. We're not we're not forgetting about uh, Kashanti Bird. She's holding in there. We're going to get to you, but we're saving the best for last. So, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go with Alan. Well, you know, as, as I heard the, my, my fellow veterans were talking, it kind of reminded me pretty much how my military service has been right in line with what I do. I'm working in compliance diversity and things like that. One of the things that the military, it puts you in position is that you're around people from all different backgrounds. First of all, so I've, I've been deployed multiple times. Now, my first time I was deployed in Desert Storm in 1991, and I was the military police at that time. And so pretty much I, I got to know Iraq like the back of my hand because we would drive three or 400 miles a day, you know, different roads and and so, really, I, I had a chance to really get to know the culture, know the people uh, from all over the world. Uh, amazing enough, even all over the United States. And so, it's like the person to your left might be from Nebraska. The person to your right might be from Rhode Island. You know, just within the military, the, the, the military itself, there was a tremendous amount of diversity. But then on top of that, you add that you've got people from other countries, like from India, uh, you from, from Uganda, from all over the world. And so it's kind of like it was kind of like a melting pot, and everybody's working, uh, working side by side to make great things happen. So it's kind of unique. That's pretty pretty much what, what we do in compliance and diversity. It's kind of build that. So that kind of given me that experience in the military is really really giving me that platform to be able to do it for here at Jefferson County. So I start out as a, a field artillery uh, myself, and so from field artillery, I became a military police. MP from um, military police, I changed to quartermaster, and then from quartermaster, I became logistics, and so that's kind of the uh, the path of my career, and uh, partly in the National Alabama National Guard, partly in the state, and so it's really amazing, even in just doing state duty, some of the stuff you would have to do. Uh, as a military police, I'll do riot control. We have the riot gear on, and in the state, we'd be doing like a, a strikes and stuff, minor strikes, and we kind of maintaining the peace in that. And so it really that gives you that background uh, for where you 
meet people from all over the world. And that was the most exciting thing. I love meeting people. I love people. The military just gave me that opportunity to uh, learn new cultures and to meet people from all over the world. Thank you. Thank you. When I said we're saving best for last here, let's go to Kira. Kira, I don't, we have a display in the hallway outside of commission chambers that this is the third year we've done it of all the veterans. And people have submitted photos of their, not only them when they serve, but also their family members. You have a lot of family service and history in the military, right? Yes. Yes, I do. My father served, my stepfather, my bonus father, my father-in-law, several uncles, my nephew. Um, I had several that enlisted as far as signing up like draft cards, because I'm doing family history. I see draft cards that they've signed. Um, but I am the very first female in my family that I know of. Wow. So what what called you to serve and and the Navy? Honestly, a senior in high school, and I graduated from the A.H. Parker High School here in Birmingham. Um, my best friend out of the whole wide world, she said, hey, let's join the Navy. And her name was Kenya Renee Smoot. And I said, okay. <laughs> and we did. And honestly, that was the absolute best decision that I could have made in my life at that time. Because the Navy gave me honor, courage, and commitment. Those are the core values. And in return, I was able to give Jefferson County camaraderie through programs like the Veterans Committee. I've been able to engage and take initiative and display leadership, which I think are all core values that to be six, to be successful at Jefferson County, but at any company or municipality that you decide to work with. Absolutely, 110%. So let's talk a little bit about that program. Tell us a little bit about the the Veterans Committee, Alan, and and what you guys do for the veterans that work for Jefferson County. Well, I'm super excited to talk about the Veterans Program. One of the, and that's an area of diversity, a lot of times we think about disabilities and other types of diversity. Well, Veteran is considered one of those categories also. And so one of the things that we do is to help veterans who may transit be transitioning from the military, transitioning to the civilian workforce. And so like what John was saying, it's like we we perform to we perform to standard as opposed to time. That's kind of a military uh, type of a way way of doing things. And so oftentimes that might not transition well into a civilian workplace to where you might, in some cases, perform the time as opposed to standard. And so that's a that's a transitional thing there. And so one of the things that we kind of build camaraderie amongst the veterans from all different departments throughout the entire county. And so that was one of the, the things that we wanted to do. And so, in fact, this was going to be really, 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 really cool. It's going to, this coming Thursday, we're going to have a uh, basically a veterans education uh, program event uh, here. And so part of the goal of that, all of us on the, all of us on this, I guess this zoom, we had to, while we was in uniform, we had to keep our house in order. I guess you could say, you know, we had to do records check every six months, uh, every 12 months, uh, 
make sure that your your power attorney, your wheel, and all that stuff was updated at all times. And then you had to, your, your contact and your family, uh, you had to make sure they knew where to find that information. DD-214, DD uh, your family had to know where, where to find all that kind of good stuff. And so that's one of the things we're going to be doing this Thursday. We're bringing a lot of resources in to help veterans with that. And they'll be asking questions like, hey, do you have a wheel? Do you have a power attorney? Do you have a all those things that you need to be successful. And then if you have them, do your family know where it's at? <laughs> you know, and, and I'll tell you one of the most, I guess, heartfelt uh, things I've had to experience. I've had at least two or three people have called me and their loved one had just passed away. And they said, hey, I'm trying to find out some information about my family member, where they work, what I wanted, even know what department the family member worked in and who they need to talk to as far as getting uh, the, the benefits and insurance, uh, all that kind of good stuff. And so that's one of the things that's too easy to do. But unfortunately, one of the things we don't often think about to do those things. And so that's one of the things we're going to do for veterans to help them to be able to manage life. You know, how much insurance do you need? How much? Uh, and like in Derek, I mentioned Derek earlier, with him being, with, with him being in the reserves, well, uh, literally a lot of employers don't pay uh, well, for you while you actual way in duty. That's one of the things that we do here at Jefferson County. And in the military, we call it double dip. <laughs> you know, the where, where you you actually will be paid to up to a certain amount of days. You'll be paid while you're away from the county performing military duty. And that's, a, that's an invaluable award there for somebody who's like in the, in the, in the, the military or in the Army Reserves and National Guard. So it really is. And I think the county really values our service members. There's one question, though, we really haven't resolved. And we have all these different branches of military. So which is the best branch of the military? Army. <laughs> Raw Marines. We have to go Army. Definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Without a doubt, Navy. Well, well, you got, you got, Helen, you got two two soldiers here, former soldiers here that both served in the Persian Gulf. Uh, I don't think we have anybody. Do, is anyone else? Can anyone else say that? Okay. But where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, you know what, veterans, I will add, you know, Helen, too, that uh, the Marine Corps is often refers to America's 911 force. First to be in major battles throughout uh, our, you know, our history and the smallest branch, you know, the smallest branch of all military branches. So I think that tells a lot. <laughs> you know, one thing I would like to say on, on this topic is that um, each branch plays a pivotal role in sharing the safety and the, the peace in the United States and abroad. And it's like pitting water against air. How can you really choose and decide <laughs> which one is more important than the other? You, you absolutely need all of them. And that's my view on it. And I want to salute and take my hat off to all the branches. And thank you all for your service. And thank you all for everything that you do outside in civilian life. So well, let me just, all of us are winners. All of us are awesome. I want to Great piggyback point. on that. I agree with you, Kara. But let me, let me say this. And, oh. and all, no, all jokes aside, <laughs> but, uh, I can remember I can remember being in the Persian Gulf and we were 
actually in um, Saudi Arabia and we was about to uh, head into Iraq. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, there was nothing sweeter than getting up in the morning and we had radios that we could hear like a newscast that was broadcast and we could only hear by radios and we could hear how how uh, the Marines were advancing. We could hear how the Navy was firing ships, I mean, firing, firing rounds from the sea. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing sweeter than getting up in the morning or going to get, getting ready to go to bed at night. And we could hear Air Force flying over and they're flying sorties. And we could see them fly over, like we could just hear them. And then in, in, the, in the distance, you could see um, the sky light up where they were actually firing rounds and dropping, dropping mm-hmm. sorties. I say that to say that, even though after all of that, then we would we actually parade in, and that's what that's what ended up ultimately happening. But I agree with her that it was invaluable to know that the brothers and sisters in combat, we was all accomplishing the same mission, and we was all helping each other, and we couldn't do it one without the other. Exactly. Let me ask this: How did you get to the Persian Gulf? <laughs> I know it's funny enough, yeah. I know I know where you're headed. I'm just asking. You're, you're gonna, I'm just I was curious. No, listen. Did, listen. did you fly commercial? Listen, listen. Delta? You're gonna be you're gonna be uh mistaken on this just one. Asking. Fort Riley, Kansas actually took an air flight 22 hours. Awesome. We did, we did okay. not go by Navy. <laughs> okay. I was just wondering, you know, because that is a mode of transportation for all. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, I think, I think, Carrie, you made an excellent point. We need all of the branches, right? (laughs) And everybody, everybody has their role. My husband served in the Navy for a a brief little bit and so did did my father say, but I really appreciate and I, I'm so humbled today to be with you guys and talk to you guys. The county appreciates your service. And I know all of our citizens appreciate your service. And now you're serving again in your roles at Jefferson County. And we're, we're proud to have you guys and in the leadership roles that you're in. So we're very thankful for that. Thank you guys for joining us today, talking about what the county has to offer veterans and then what you can, you know, veterans can bring to the table in leadership roles for the county. And we really, we need that as we're moving forward um, to do the best work that we can for our citizens. So thank you for joining us. If anybody has any other ideas for our podcast, the Jefferson County Podcast for the People, you can email me at Hayes, H-A-Y-S-H, at jccal.org. And I'm happy to see if we can't pull that together for you. And thanks, everybody, for joining us on the Jefferson County Podcast for the People.